Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Wednesday episode of Flippin' Bats, where we have stud rookie for the Cincinnati Reds, Matt McClain, set to join us here today. I am pumped for this one because I love the Reds. The Cincinnati Reds are so much fun. Their rookie core of him, Spencer Steer, Andrew Abbott, the names go on and on and on. But guess what? You look up in August and they're in a playoff position or in the, they have their eyes on the playoffs. And we're going to talk all about that. How much fun baseball is in Cincinnati right now? How good is Ellie De La Cruz and how much fun is it being his teammate? We're going to play a little Reds rookie game where we're going to talk about all of them and ask them the best athlete, the funniest, the smartest. Also important to note, we are recording this a little bit early Tuesday, the day of the trade deadline. So in the middle of this conversation, you will hear it at some point. I find out that Justin gets traded in the middle of this conversation with Matt McLean. And the reaction is uh, it's written all over my face. But if you're listening, you won't be able to see it, but you'll certainly be able to hear the reaction. So this is going to be a blast of a conversation. So without further ado, let's welcome in stud rookie for the Cincinnati Reds, Matt McLean. All right, and I am pumped to welcome him in now, Cincinnati Reds middle infielder Matt McClain. Matt, thanks so much for joining me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Hey, I want to start with this Reds team. So fun, young, exciting. It's early August and you're in the midst of a playoff race. I mean, how much fun is this team having right now? A lot of fun, you know, especially when we're winning. It's it's fun to be a part of. You know, you you come to the yard every day and everyone's ready to win that day. It's like you, you got a chance every single day, no matter what. And uh, that's a really good feeling to be to be playing like that, too. It doesn't matter who, who we're playing. Like, we're going to have a shot. When you... You made your debut May 15th and the Cincinnati Reds were 18 and 23. They're in fourth place in the division. And since then, since that day, one of the best teams in baseball, obviously, and and positioned to be in the playoffs, a lot of time left, but playing great baseball. How have you seen the vibe in the city of Cincinnati shift from the fan base? Yeah, the fans are definitely into it. Um, the weekends and the games are like sold out. Like it's, it's fun. Like you get someone out too, they start playing the music, they start chanting um, deep into games. They're on their feet. It's, it's sick. Did you realize how much of a baseball city Cincinnati was until you guys started winning? Cause I don't, you know, you see the opening day crowds, you know, the fans are there, yeah. but then they haven't been great for a few years. And now, now you are. And it feels like the fans are coming out in droves to watch you play. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard stories, and obviously, like 
coming up through the Reds, like you're taught their history and you know their history, the big red machine. Um, but it's something like you don't experience that you're actually there playing on the field when it's like a sold out game. You're like, okay, like they love us. Like it's, it, it's a big deal for everyone in the city. Yeah, that's so cool. How much do you feel like it helps you guys that obviously you're playing well, which we talked about, but everybody that comes up, it feels like prospect after prospect continues to get called up and, you all know each other. Y'all have been playing together in the minors for, for a while now. So it feels like every big time player that gets brought up, it's just another piece to the puzzle that you guys are all, you guys were all teammates already. Exactly. Like the work that we put in together in the minor leagues and then spring training and stuff. um, It's cool to see us bring it to the big league level um, and have success early on. Um, But it definitely, it's, it's exciting to be a part of, but we know that we need to keep working to, continue to get better and continue to play well. Um, but it, it's fun to see that come up and play with the guys and work with the guys in the minors and then do the same thing here and win. One of those guys is Ellie De La Cruz, who I know you're, you're close with. You guys have a good relationship and he's an absolute stud. If you mm-hmm. could describe Ellie De La Cruz in one word, what would it be? <laughs> uh, he's funny. <laughs> funny? What? Like both, his personality? Yeah. Yeah, his personality. I mean, obviously he's good at baseball, but like we both, we both like to mess around. So he's funny. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw something that said he had to teach you how to properly showboat and, and be better at, you know, uh, and, and enjoying that part <laughs> of the game. How did that come to yeah. be? Uh, it was in spring training. I like the, the first game I hit a walk off <laughs> homer and like, I hit it pretty good. Like it was gone. But like, he's like, he was mad at me. He's like, why didn't you pimp it? Like, <laughs> come on, you knew that ball was gone. And then he's like, uh, that's when he was like, we're going to show up tomorrow morning at six and uh, I'll teach you how to pimp homers. Is that what Which happened? I'm still not good at. Did you show up at six though? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's, said, maybe yeah. that's why you're not good at it. Cause you didn't show up. Yeah. I'll just watch you like he'll pimp them and then I'll learn from that. How cool was it? the night that he got called up, I feel like there's been a lot of prospects called up this year, but the hype around him was really cool. And then you watched the game that night and the stands were more crowded and there were more eyes on the game. I mean, how cool was the vibe in the stadium the night that Ellie made his debut? Yeah. I mean, everyone knew like he was coming and everyone knew the type of player that he was and the amount of energy and um, how we can help the team win games every single day in like these crazy ways. Um, it you could tell everyone was like buzzing, like everyone around the clubhouse, everyone in the stadium, the fans. Um, it was cool to see. I I've said this often throughout my career, and every my career was very up and down. I could have a month where I was fantastic, and then a month where I couldn't buy a hit. And you know, when I talk to people about my career or baseball or how to make it to the big leagues, I, I tell them the most important thing is being consistent inconsistency and not letting the lows get too low. And I feel like Matt, you're a guy that I I, I don't know if it's fair to say mastered it as a rookie, but I feel like the consistency is a huge part of your game. Uh, How have you managed throughout your career, including college, the minors and in the major leagues to, to remain as consistent as you have and not let an 0 for 4 turn into an 0 for 8 turn into an 0 for 20. Yeah, that's something I take pride in. Um, by no means have I mastered it at all. But um, I do take pride in it in the way that um, I go about it. 
Um, I really try and make it about the process as opposed to the results. Um, but that's one thing that I want to be known for is I want to be consistent. I want to play every day. Um, and I just want to be consistent throughout the season. doesn't matter what time of year. Uh, I, I just want to be me all the time. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you're, you say the right thing and it is easy to, it's easy to say it. And you might under, you might be listening and hear like, yeah, just remain true to your process. But it really is a lot harder than I think people understand because of how mental the game of baseball is. And, you know, to, to stick with a process, although you might go two games in a row without a hit, uh, it was always super difficult for me to not look up at the scoreboard every at bat. And you see your, you see your batting average dwindling after every, you know, offer. And it, it is, it is the toughest game in the world mentally. So to remain consistent is something that I, I think, uh, I think is really impressive. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm still working on it, but uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> a guy that maybe as a rookie, it's not fair to say mastered, but a guy that I feel like has mastered it is Joey Votto, who yeah. I would, I would put him in the hall of fame. Uh, but I know as of right now, a lot of people say it's a fringe conversation to me. He's a hall of famer. What have you learned being teammates with a guy like Joey Votto? That's one of the things that we've talked about so much is consistency and like, he works so hard. I mean, obviously, I, I mean, in my eyes, he's a Hall of Famer. But, like, the way that he still goes about his work is is unbelievable. I mean, he works harder than anyone. He works every single day. He's there early. He's there the latest. Um, and just seeing him go about his business and how much all the little details matter is really cool for me and all, a lot of the younger guys to see um, him still going at it um, at 39. You know, one, of my, his career. one of my favorite – random baseball stats is belongs to Joey Votto and the fact that he didn't pop up to the infield in like over <laughs> half a decade. It's the most remarkable thing of all time yeah. that not once did he just pop up to, to somebody in the infield. Yeah, that's, that's really crazy. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> did you guys, all right. So I'm assuming you saw the interview on MLB network the other day with Joey Votto, correct? Yeah. Were you guys, watching in the locker room like what was the reaction from the team while that interview was happening um i think it aired like a day later um so you knew it was coming i'm not totally i'm not totally sure on that but i saw it on social media before anything so i think (laughs) i saw it on social media that night before it was aired um i don't know if that's true or not but i did see it on social media first and i thought it was funny what was it, were people talking about in the locker room the next day? I thought it was the most remarkable. I thought it was the most remarkable baseball interview I've seen maybe ever. Yeah, he was ready for it. He was practicing for it. So he, I saw it in the cages and I, I, I knew kind of what he was going to say. And, um, I thought it was funny. Um, so, was, uh, a good amount of people like saw it, knew what he was going to do. Um, so when I saw it on social media, I was like, Oh, he actually did it. Like, cool. <laughs> so he was legit practicing this in the cages, like preparing for this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, he did it. Perfect. <laughs> it was great. Have you, have you in your career, I feel like I had Joey Votto on this show last year. And to me, he immediately became one of my favorite people I've ever talked to just because of uh, baseball aside, like, how awesome of a human being he is and how one, how much of a good person he is, but he's hysterical. He's got to be one of the favorite teammates you've ever had. 
definitely. Um, we've only been playing for a little bit, but I've thought about that, and he's definitely up there. He's funny. Um, he he really respects and cares for everyone on the team, and and tries to help guys out when he can. Um, and that goes a long way. He is certainly one of the the Cincinnati Reds legend, of which there are many, by the way. So my question to you is: If you had to pick one Cincinnati legend, let's take Joey Votto out of it. One Cincinnati legend to play with, who would it be? Barry Larkin. Oh, why? Position, same position. Um, no, I would play second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's with the Reds, and uh, I got to work with him in spring training a lot, and he's just awesome. A lot of stuff that he has to say, um, the way that he like would talk about how he played, um, I, I think I – admire and I really like I kind of see like similarities like I want to play that way the way that he played like hard every day um and obviously he's really good (laughs) um so yeah for sure him have you gotten to to talk to him and pick his brain about baseball ever yeah, a lot. No, he he was with the Reds in spring training, so he oh, was yes. on the field and stuff. That's yeah. awesome. That was my favorite thing about spring training with the Tigers. Obviously, never made yeah. it to the big leagues, but like we would have Alan Trammell always around, Al Kaline, Kurt Gibson. I mean, just Willie Horton. The legends are always around. And to me, when I look back on my career, the coolest thing I think is getting to pick the brain of of some of those older legends and even, you know, about life, about baseball. I will never forget. Uh, and he's since passed away, but I got pretty close with Al Kaline over the course of my few years in the Tigers organization. And just like uh-huh. sitting down to lunch in the cafeteria and like sitting across the table from him and hearing stories. And he always used to say to me, like, you probably never, you, you don't know me. You don't know much about my career, but you know, people say I wasn't too bad. And it's just those memories you get to have yeah. hearing them talk stories was so cool for me. It's definitely cool, like, getting to pick their brain and then, like, you know, something that you've never even thought of that they went through, like, every day or just, like, the way that they played the game was different. Um, and, like, in a lot of ways, like, it's it was not better, but, like, just different and, like, something yeah. that I could take and run with and use it to my game and use it to my advantage. Yeah. I want to talk your career and your career path a little bit because – You were actually drafted by the Diamondbacks in the first round out of high school and ended up declining, going to college, went to play at UCLA. How difficult of a process was that for you? How difficult was the decision to ultimately not sign in the first round and go to college? The decision wasn't that tough because I knew what I wanted to do and I was firm in what I wanted to do. Um, I really wanted to play at UCLA. It was a lifelong dream. Um, and I got to do that. The process at UCLA was tough. Um, there was adversity there. My freshman year, I was not that good. Um, <laughs> so I had to learn to deal with adversity and look at it in the face and, and continue to get better, learn my holes, um, and then get better, take that into summer ball and then sophomore year and then junior year. Um, and eventually got drafted by the Reds. How awesome is John Savage, by the way? When I was playing in the offseason, I was living out here in L.A., and I I went over to the stadium and basically Uh just asked if I could 
use the facilities. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would love for you to, we have some guys that come and work out here in the off season. would love for you to join them. Like here's the time they're normally here. I show up that first day and I ended up getting front toss from Giancarlo Stan and I would flip to him. Like the <laughs> legends that come there are awesome. But I just thought yeah. from the brief time meeting him that John Savage was just the, the nicest guy. He is. I saw him in LA. We came from LA and, uh, I saw him in LA. It was good to see him. I saw Coach Ward, the other coach, uh, the hitting coach there, and uh, I don't know. The the whole staff is just awesome. Were there a lot of big league guys that would roll through? I know. I, I think Stanton was used to frequently visit there because, you know, I I was hitting with him and I was really cool. But when you were there, were there big leaguers that would often roll through? Stanton was there a lot. Um, I took ground balls there in auto once, but for the most part. I had classes or weights all mornings and that's when those guys would show up. Um, so I didn't, I didn't see too many of them, but Stanton was there pretty regularly. Aaron Otto, I know every once in a while. Um, other than that, I know there was other guys, but those are the two that stick out. I don't know if you've gotten to do it, but nothing makes you feel weak like hitting baseballs next to Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I'll pass. <laughs> you end up having after your, freshman year, you mentioned you end up going on to have a great career there at UCLA and again, getting drafted in the first round. What was, I love talking to guys about this. What was your draft day story? Like when you end up getting picked in the first round by the Cincinnati Reds? Uh, I was, I was nervous. I was ready, but I was like nervous. Cause you know, I was one of those, I didn't necessarily know where I was going to go. So like I went down, I hit, I played catch with my brothers um at our high school and then okay other than that there was a bunch of family and friends coming around and you know everyone to talk it was cool um it was cool to see everyone but uh I, I didn't know what was going on and then the reds pick was coming up and a couple picks before i was told uh that i was going to be picked by the reds um and i was excited because i knew that they had the uh, they weren't very good that year but i knew that the farm system was up up and coming. Um, and I knew that, that it was a good place for me. Um, Cincinnati, I'd never been to Cincinnati before. So I was like, Oh, like, what's that like? Um, eventually I got drafted and then got to go see it. And it was, uh, stadium's awesome. Obviously the city's great and the fans are great, but, uh, that day was, was crazy. Like I, I just didn't know what to expect at all. I feel like when it comes to Cincinnati, I'm not sure I've actually ever been, but the talk when anybody talks Cincinnati is, well, how's the chili? So how is, how is skyline chili? I had it once. Um, it was pretty good, but you gotta be ready to eat it. Um, <laughs> like, a lot. like you gotta be hungry. You can't like, you gotta really want chili. Like, cause there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of cheese on it. There's a lot of, there's a lot on it. So like you definitely have to be in the mood for it, but it was good. You, end, mood for you ended up starting your pro career in, um, in Dayton for the Dayton Dragons. When, when I played in the Midwest League, I was with the Whitecaps, and our first game of the season mm -hmm. was in Dayton against the Dragons. And I remember hearing, because always good crowds, and what we heard when we rolled in there was that it's the longest consecutive sellout streak in, the, in all of American professional sports. And yeah. I would look up, and this was like it wasn't the first series of the year. It was our first road uh -huh. trip. And I looked up on like the Wednesday night game and I was like, they get a great crowd, but I don't know if it's sold out. And then what I heard, so I need you to tell me if this is true or not. What I heard as uh -huh. a visiting player is that magic Johnson owns the team 
And if it was never a sellout, that he would just buy all the tickets and it would be classified as a sellout and it would continue on. I didn't hear, I never heard Magic Johnson, but I heard people who own the team or these businesses that who care about the dragons a lot, like big corporate businesses that have their advertisements or stuff on the wall would buy the tickets. But Magic Johnson, I haven't heard that. Well, that, that's the rumor. That's among, pretty and funny. That's actually. the rumor in the visiting clubhouse is that Magic just <laughs> buys all the how, tickets. Uh, it's crazy how stuff like that, like that might be true or not, but like if someone made that up and it's not true, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up pretty much flying through the minor leagues, really one full season in the minor leagues around, you know, there were some half seasons on each side, but end up getting the call <laughs> to the big leagues and this year. And I need to ask, cause I ask everybody this question because it's the call that every kid wants and, and every minor leaguer wants that I never got. So I love asking guys that moment, your call up to the big leagues moment. Walk me through that. Uh, so it was after a Sunday, um, it was after a Sunday game in the minors. So we had Monday off. So me and my friends, uh, we go to this restaurant. There's four of us there. Um, and PK, Pat Kelly, the manager calls me. There was really no twist to it, but he was just kind of like beating around the bush, beating around the bush. He's like, you know, I don't know how to say it. You're going to the big league. <laughs> he for sure uh, had something planned and just bailed when he couldn't figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause it was over the phone. Um, and he's had some good ones like in person. I don't even think I saw any, but I've seen videos of him telling guys and they're pretty good, but uh, he was just beating around the bush and I was kind of like, what? why is he calling me? Like, <laughs> and then eventually he got to the point. Um, and then I called my mom and my mom's like, wait, I have two younger brothers. One of them's at ASU and uh, they were playing USC that weekend. I'm from California. So that my whole family was at USC and I called my mom. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> and she's like let me she's like let me call you back i'm about to see nick like after the game i'm like no wait oh i said first i was like okay and i was like wait no and she's like what i'm like i'm going to the big leagues and she starts screaming in the phone she starts screaming and asu supposedly lost and my mom's like after the fact she's like everyone was looking at me like what's going on so she starts screaming she hangs up <laughs> and then she uh, talks to my brother, tells my brother, and then my mom and dad, they both call me right back. I tell them, and it was it was really cool. <laughs> it was funny, though. But you almost got hung up on. Yeah, no, I did get hung up on. Oh, she did hang up. Yeah, she has her priorities. I'm I'm the least favorite son. This is, well, yeah, we share that. Uh, so this, <laughs> this is funny. I don't think I've ever told this story to anybody <laughs> listening, but on draft day, so this was not uh -huh. my draft day, my brother's draft day, long, long, long time ago. Um, but he ended up getting drafted second overall by the Tigers. And it was kind of a, a shit show at our home at the time. We were like setting up this whole party with family. And it wasn't at the time where the draft was on TV. It was only over radio. So my dad was like really trying to set up the audio and the, and the speakers perfectly. And we ended up like what, right before the draft we thought was supposed to start, we get a phone call and this is on like a landline at home years ago. And my mom answers the phone and says, Hey, sorry, we're setting up for the draft. Please call back later. Hung up the phone. And that was Dave Dombrowski, the GM of the Detroit Tigers, who was calling to tell Justin that he was drafted second overall. And we hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, pretty funny. That's a good story. 
Wait, they just told me Justin just got traded to the Astros. <laughs> no way. Wow. Wow. Yeah, there it Damn, is. Damn, that's crazy. He's going back. Um, so, wow. Woo. Bob Nightingale. Bob Nightingale with Astros. the trade news. Back to the Astros, <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, if you're just listening to the episode, you know when Matt and I Breaking shot this. <laughs> yeah. So, is it true that your mom um, broke the news? Did your mom break the news on social media? Is that something that happened? That I got called up? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I saw a story saw that, that your mom like Twitter broke the somewhere. news somehow. Yeah. That she's not she's not active on that. So mm. I don't know where that came from. She might have told someone who had a Twitter or something like that, but I don't know. It was on it was on social media pretty fast. Like the Louisville Bats and someone else posted it like pretty fast. And I like didn't I didn't repost or anything until like a whole day after. But it was on social media pretty fast. So we we're going to play a little game here with Red's rookies. You know, there's a lot of okay. them, right? It's you, Andrew Abbott, Ellie, Spencer Steer, Christian Encarnacion Strand, Will Benson. And there's, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of them. So I'm going to ask you a few questions about all of them, including yourself. You got to include yourself here. Who is the funniest of the group? Me. You. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought you said Ellie was funny. So you're funnier than Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who is the <laughs> smartest of the group? Good question. I don't think any of us, but <laughs> I'll go with uh I'll go with uh is Benson a rookie? I think so. I don't know. Did I make yeah, that up? I, I think I he is. If, if he is, then him. If not, uh I don't know, none of us. I'll go with Benson. <laughs> Uh, who's the fastest? Ellie. <laughs> uh, best athlete. Ellie. Most pop. Ellie. Gee. <laughs> Ellie. Good, Ellie. Oh, Christian, Christian has a lot of pop. Christian. Did, has I was going to say pop. Ellie has more pop than Christian. Uh, probably. <laughs> um, all right. Next for you. You got to, you, you got to play back home recently. Well, close to home when you guys went to play the Dodgers and I know you grew up in Irvine, right? In Irvine, California. Yeah. How many, uh, how many friends and family did you end up having in the stands when you were playing at Dodger Stadium? Uh, well, I had my family, and then I think I had like 30, 40 friends and family outside of that. Jeez. See, people don't realize this. Players have to pay the taxes on the tickets, and they're not all free <laughs> tickets. That'll add up for you. My parents saved me. Um, they got they bought a section in uh Dodger Stadium for three days. Um That's so nice. they would they helped me out. Um all right, toughest pitcher that you have faced so far in your career. Uh ooh. There's a lot of them. Probably Kershaw. Yo, you just when did you face Kershaw? Was it earlier in the year? Uh the first time. Yeah. yeah the first time we played him. He was and he was on that day. He just kept throwing that like cutter slider thing that he has. And he just like wouldn't miss. Like I kept like, I was like, get him up. get, And he just kept dotting like low and in, like low and in, low and in. It's like, like he just didn't miss. So that's what it was I, a good pitch too. So the velocity for Kershaw isn't obviously what it used to be a few years ago, but he still dominates on the mound. And I know he got hurt, but he was, 
dominating this year. So it's not for you. It's as a righty, it's that cutter in on the hands that he just dots up. Yeah, he, he was, and it was low. Like it wasn't up. Um, and then like, it's, he's just smart too. Like he's a hall of famer. Like right when you think like, Oh, I'm going to cheat to one. Here comes a change up or like a fastball on the black away. It was like, he knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> All right. Last <laughs> one for you. Excluding great American ballpark. So take this out of it. What is your favorite baseball stadium in the major leagues that you've gotten to play in so far? Dodger stadium. Why? Uh, it was just a cool atmosphere. It was like, like a party. Like the speakers were really cool. Um, obviously it was hometown. It was super nice. Um, being in California was cool, but really all of that had something to do with it too, is my family was there. Um, but really the atmosphere, they, they packed it out and it was like, we were in two close games the first two nights and it was super loud. Um, so it was cool. Do you have a least favorite so far that you've visited? No. I, I like them all. It's because you probably haven't played at the Coliseum yet, have you? <laughs> no, they went before I came. <laughs> That's every everybody's answer is either answer, the, is yeah. either the Oakland Coliseum or somewhere that they're like over thirty in their career at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, those ones suck too. But I mean, coming from the minor leagues, I love them all. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, Matt, yeah. thank you so much for joining me, man. Congrats on having a great year so far. Uh, hopefully, a, a Great rest of this season, rest of your career. Come back and join me whenever, and I hope you guys get in the playoffs. Thank you. Me too. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to thank Matt again for joining me. What a great conversation. Love the guy. Love this Cincinnati Reds team. I am rooting for them to make the playoffs. It would be awesome to see Reds baseball in the playoffs, the Cincinnati crowd getting to see this young team. I I really do believe this. And I've been saying it for a while. This team has the makings if they do it right. And this front office needs to prove to baseball and to Cincinnati fans and to the team that they are ready to do things right. But this team that has a rotation built and ready with Andrew Abbott, Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, and all these rookies I've mentioned, they have the future built and it's there. And now to build around them would be awesome to see. So, uh, And he's a huge part of it. His consistency this year is something that a lot of people should take note of. He has been an absolute stud. Ellie gets, Ellie rightfully so, gets a ton of hype around the league. But we need to start talking about Matt McClain and how good he is and how much of a stud he is and what he brings to the Cincinnati Reds team. But what a great conversation. Wanted to thank him again for joining me. And thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Flippin' Bats wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single Thing we do. That does it for this Wednesday guest episode with Cincinnati Red stud Matt McLean. Until next time, my friends, peace.